Thanks for tuning in. This is Carlos. And this is Giselle. And you're listening to a true crime podcast about some famous and not so famous heists. And the masterminds and knuckleheads behind them. This is Thievery Podcast. We are rolling episode five of Thievery Podcast. Christmas episode. Christmas episode. This episode is dropping on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to it, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. I hope you got what you asked for. If you don't celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy happy holidays. holidays. Happy Festivus, if you know what that is. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Today was a crazy day. Yeah. We had... What do we call this? This is the pre- this is like Christmas Eve's Eve because we celebrate Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is big time in our family, so today was like all the preparations, and I made literally like ten thousand cookies. I'm exhausted right now, but we're pushing through. Stella helped me with the cookies. Our daughter helped helped me with the cookies. You kind of like held it down while we like prepped gifts yeah, and stuff I was, like that. I was on baby duty. Yeah, I had a, yeah. I had to play tea party for about you like know, three Santa's hours. Santa's coming. Santa's coming soon, so you know the, the gifts have to be ready. Mm-hmm. We had Santa's to wrap coming. those up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this is a really good episode. I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, I say we just too. jump right into Let's it. Let's do it. On this episode of Thievery Podcast. We take you to the year 1927. Ooh. This is a throwback. 1927. Ooh. And like I always do at this time, I want to set the scene of the era. <laughs> okay? And 1927 was a year of a lot of firsts. Okay. Okay? The hit movie of the year was The Jazz Singer, which was a movie produced by Warner Brothers, and it revolutionized the movie industry as we know it. Okay. And that's because it was the first film with a synchronized music and vocal track. So from this point on, movies became known as talkies, and it essentially ended what we know as the silent film. Oh, super cool. That's actually a very cool, like, fun fact about that year. Can you imagine watching a silent film in theaters back then? (laughs) I don't even know how they stayed awake. (laughs) Uh, I went to the movie theaters the other day and I watched the last Fast and Furious movie and that movie's 80% explosions and I fell asleep. So <laughs> okay, imagine, a, imagine a silent movie. No back then. one was going to the theater at like 11 o'clock at night back then. That's true. Yeah. I think the bedtime back in 1927 was probably like 6 p.m. Yeah. There's like nothing to exactly. do back then. Exactly. And also, like, I don't know. I feel like silent films were probably so exciting back then. Yeah, I guess. They had nothing else to do. Exactly. So it was like a film, a movie was like, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> um, the first transatlantic flight occurred. And that's when Charles Lindbergh flew from Long Island, New York to Paris, France. <laughs> oh, my God. On a actually... single engine plane called the Spirit of St. Louis. Spirit Airlines. That's where it, that, that's where it started. <laughs> uh, no, definitely not Spirit Airlines. Uh, but the Spirit of St. Louis. A lot less ghetto. That's a super cool fact, too, actually. Yeah. Also, the first transatlantic phone call was made, uh, which connected New York to London. Ooh, were they lovers? I want to know. Do we know? I don't know. It was probably like, hey, is it working? (laughs) Yeah, it's working. Perfect. We did it. (laughs) Something like that. I wanted to be so romantic, but yeah, you're right. It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't romantic (laughs) at all. It was probably technical. A technical ass phone call. Ooh, it works. (laughs) What? Speak up. I cannot hear you. Can you hear me now? (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. It was also the first time the Harlem Globe Trotters <laughs> took their show on the road. Okay. I guess before then they only globe trotted in Harlem. So <laughs> this is like when they actually became global. Know, world global. This is when they became I love global. It. Perfect. The first ever Volvo rolled off the assembly line. Okay. First. Safest car on the market. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they and they also began carving faces into Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. Oh. I've never seen it. I heard it's pretty underwhelming. I don't know, but in 1927, it probably blew people's mind. You know, I bet when they were like making it, they were like, this is going to stun people for eternity. You don't even realize it. And then when you go there now, it's like, I mean, okay, but to give them some credit, didn't they like hand carve the, like they hand carved Mount Rushmore? Like that is incredible. I think they used dynamite too. And I didn't do that much research into it, but I think like mad people died doing it. Oh, but like wasn't the twenties also like the You can the, fact check me on that. But yeah. I think like when they use like explosions and shit, like it was like It was like oh, we might lose a few. Yeah. A few of you guys might die <laughs> building George Washington's nose. <laughs> but also wasn't it like the time of the flapper it was like the flapper era. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so girls this were like just the, it was like the beginning of the of like like women's like liberation. Movement. Yeah, like women were like, you know what? This Fuck is this. a cool era. We're gonna wear short skirts, which was still like yeah, at your risque. Knees. I love it. Mm-hmm. They were like dancing, partying. Yeah, they were making money. So this is a cool yeah, era. Yeah, like, this is like a really cool era. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the era. That's where we're in right now. Okay. I love it. I'm I'm here for it. I love it. All right, so let's get into some thievery. <laughs> Today's story takes place in Central Florida. In a town called Cisco. Another Florida. Okay. Did I say you, Florida? You said Florida. Oh my you said, goodness. You said Central Florida. Wow. I am an idiot. Let's run that back. <laughs> Today's story takes place in Central Texas. In a town called Cisco. I love Why that did I say? F- I know. And I did that with my mouth too. I wish we had a video right now so that everyone could see what you just did. <laughs> it was beautiful. Okay. So yes. Central Texas. Central Texas in a town called Cisco. Um, And it it is regarded as one of the most infamous crimes in Texas state history. Okay. All right. So Marshall Ratliff and his brother Lee Ratliff, two local boys from Cisco, were just pardoned from an 18-year sentence for a bank robbery in Valeria, Texas. Okay. They only ended up serving two years. Okay. And rumor is a group of folks in their hometown of Cisco peti- petitioned Governor Miriam Ma Ferguson. That's what her name is. Miriam Ferguson, but everybody called her Ma. Okay. So they petitioned the governor to give the boys another chance. And she ended up doing it. Wait a minute. The governor was a woman? She was a woman. In 1927? Yeah, hideous too. We'll put up a picture of her on this is- Instagram. Okay, this is just giving me life. Okay, continue. All right, yeah. So um, it is said that she was paid off, but no one really knows, but she probably was. (laughs) Come on. You were doing an 18 year sentence and you only did two years. Yeah. You probably something happened. Okay. Okay. So a year later, Marshall and Lee decided they were going to rob the first national bank in their hometown of Cisco. But before they could execute the bank job, Lee Ratliff was arrested again for another robbery. Okay. (laughs) But that wasn't going to stop Marshall. So Marshall decided, you know what? I'm going to round up some of my ex-con friends. Henry Helms, Robert Hill, and an an unnamed man 
who was apparently like the best safe cracker they knew. Oh, we don't have a name for him. Okay. Yeah, he's nameless. It sucks. But wait. <laughs> but before the robbery, apparently he got the flu and couldn't partake in the oh, heist. Okay, so bye. Yeah. <laughs> And at first I was thinking like, what a little bitch. You got the flu and it stopped you. Okay, but the flu in 1927 was probably a big deal. I know. Yeah, I guess. But I saw Michael Jordan hit 38 points, seven (laughs) rebounds, five assists, three steals, and one block in the finals with the flu. Okay? And this guy's like, meow. But like you said, it was 1927. There was no modern medicine, no Gatorade. (laughs) Okay. This no guy was electrolytes. Yeah, this guy was probably on his deathbed. Okay, <laughs> I think people back then died of diarrhea back then. Okay, that's how that's how bad it was. Yes, one hundred percent. So Marshall decided to enlist someone else, a Lewis Davis, <laughs> who was a relative of Henry Helms, one of the other robbers. Okay. Davis had no record. He wasn't even a criminal. Just a family man down in his luck, and he needed money. Okay. He was convinced by Marshall that this would be an easy job. So Davis agreed. He was convinced. So the crew is assembled. The four members, Marshall, Helms, Hill, and Davis, steal a car and head to Cisco to commit the robbery. It's December 23rd, 1927. (laughs) We're getting there. Marshall puts on a Santa costume with a Santa mask. Wait. Yes. He dresses up as Santa? As Santa. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he so he puts on the suit and the mask of Santa that he stole um, because, remember, he's a local boy. His mom even owned a diner in town. Oh, no. Yeah. And he would be recognized instantly. Oh, my gosh. The crew dropped off Marshall about a block away from the bank while the rest of the crew parked in the alley behind the bank. While Marshall walked towards the bank, a bunch of local kids ran out towards him and followed him you know, as he walked towards the bank and they all wanted to ask for presents, candy, find out if they were on the naughty or nice list. You know, he drew lots of attention. Um, It was around lunchtime and the bank was pretty calm. Just four employees working (laughs) and a handful of customers were inside. Marshall walks inside the bank and immediately draws everyone's attention. He's even greeted as Santa Claus you know, by all the bankers. Oh he just God, like, you know, this is killing me in my heart. Everybody's like, like Whoa, Santa walked in, you it's know? Like, oh, what a lovely, jovial day. Yeah. Lunch oh, hour. And Santa walks yeah. in on our lunch break. What a nice guy. While the distraction was happening, Hem, uh, Hem, oh my God, excuse me. Helms, Hill, and Davis came running into the bank with their guns drawn and started to hold up the bank employees and the customers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. During this time, just across the street, a little six-year-old girl named Frances Blassengame oh, had seen name. Marshall. Yeah, had seen Marshall dressed as Santa enter the bank, and she started bugging her mom to let her see Santa. Aww. Yeah, and her mother finally gave in and said okay, and no. took her, and took her into the bank to see no. Santa. But when they walk in, they see a bunch of men with guns robbing the bank. And they bolt out of the bank. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Francis, your mother, yeah. thank God she took you out of there. Yeah. And they're like, hey, stop right there. That's someone's then, grandmother. That's yeah. someone's grandmother. It's like, I was, I, my mom took me to that bank. Right. Exactly. <laughs> In, uh, <laughs> In 1927. Mm-hmm. That could have been our grandmother. 
Yep. So they were like, "Hey, stop right there!" And she was like, "Nah, we out, we out, we out." He's she like, "Got the kids, peace but, out." Yeah, we're not, we're not gonna be in here for this. No. And the two ran to the Cisco police station, yelling, "They're robbing the bank! They're holding up the First <laughs> National!" Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I need to add a very important piece of information. Okay. During this time, bank robberies in Texas were occurring at the rate of three or four per day. What? So the Texas Bankers Association announced a reward of $5,000 for dead bank robbers shot during a robbery, but not a penny for a live one. So essentially a shoot to kill order. I can't believe this was legal, but it was. So yeah, if you were a bank robber. You're kidding me right now. Yeah. And you killed one. You're getting $5,000. It's like. And by the way, $5,000 back then would be worth about 85K today. So that's a payday. There was a a kill order for robbers back then. It's like a kill order for snakes in the Everglades. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Just like the (laughs) evasive pythons that they're killing in the Everglades and get money. We got to get rid of these robbers, guys. Just shoot them dead. You'll get some money for them. Exactly. (laughs) And $5,000, which I said back then. Yeah, it's a ton of money. About 85K. Like that's life changing. That's insane. All right. So back to the robbery. The crew handed a potato sack to the banker and told him to fill it up <laughs> with cash, bonds, and checks from the vault. You know, this is modern day duffel bag. The model, uh, modern day duffel bag. Back then, it was a the potato, potato sack. sack. <laughs> All right, and once they had enough money, once the banker filled it up with enough money, um, they exited the vault. Uh, but when they exited the vault, they saw a man peeping through the front window of the bank. And Marshall immediately opened fire at him. Oh, my God. Then a hail of gunfire erupted from the street outside. The police chief, Bit Bedford, is his name, (laughs) which is another fire name. The police chief, Bit Bedford, and two of his other officers had been posted up outside the bank waiting. Watching. Along with half the town. Talk about backup. Okay, this town has to be tiny. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, a town has got to be more than 1,000 people. No. Yeah, for sure. No, not in 1927. Yeah. I even read that the hardware store started handing out guns to anyone who wanted one. <laughs> this is so a they movie. could partake. This is a movie. I'm sorry. This is a movie. Yeah. This is This, this is, is the wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah. Even the mailman stopped his mail rounds pulled out his gun and joined in on the situation this is how you know it's a small town babe i'm sorry if this isn't the most texas shit i've ever heard of i don't know what is <laughs> cletus everyone drawing their guns exactly cletus go get your six shooter there's some fellas robbing the bank Yeehaw, pop. something like that i feel like that's where the conversations went down over the next few minutes all hell ensues Everyone outside the bank starts firing like crazy into the bank with no, no regard in the world. No, but there's like there's there's innocent people in the yeah, bank. Yeah, check this out. That's one terrible. Of, one of the bankers was trying to escape, and he gets his face blown off. No. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to just just he couldn't get away from the bullets. There's so many oh bullets flying gosh. into the bank. Oh my gosh. Okay, but that's ter- that, that's unacceptable. I'm sorry. Unacceptable. Yeah. 1927. Unacceptable. Yeah. Everyone was trying to claim that 5K by any means necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. There, right there, one casualty, you know. Oh, that's so sad. All right, so the crew took the hostages into a back room in the bank and started returning fire, you know, just because there was just an onslaught of bullets coming in, and they just, it was crazy. It was mayhem. I mean, if I was an employee of the bank or just a customer at the bank, 
I'd ask one of the criminals for a gun so I can shoot my way out with them. Because I mean, at that at point, this point, it's like, yeah, like they're, they don't care about you. Exactly. I need to escape this. Yeah. At this point, the bank uh, lobby probably looked like that scene in The Matrix when Neo and Trinity <laughs> are trying to save Morpheus. Uh, and if you haven't seen that movie, just go ahead and see it. Of course. Come on. It's The Matrix. Relax. Come on. Get with the get with the times. Relax. So it was just probably bullets and concrete flying everywhere. That's yeah. what I envisioned, just you know? Chaos. Utter chaos. Utter chaos. The crew headed for the back door where they had the stolen getaway car waiting in the alley. Okay? But the townspeople had the whole bank surrounded. So the crew had to use the hostages as cover to get to the car. Oh, my god! Yeah. Massive shootout ensues. One hostage is shot by accident by a stray bullet. Oh, no. Yeah, the crew starts firing back at essentially the entire town. And it, like you said, it's like the Wild West. It is. It is. Like, I picture, like, the Wild Wild West. Yeah. The police chief bit Bedford, and one, <laughs> of, his offers, and one of his officers are wounded in the alley, and they would eventually die. No. So, mortally wounded. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Marshall, Helms, and Hill were all shot but managed to make it to the getaway vehicle. What? Yeah. But they ended up taking two young girls as hostages. Oh, no. You ready? Because these are some other good names here. Oh, gosh. Laverne, Comer. Laverne. And, these are like old-time yeah, names. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So Laverne, Comer, and Emma May Robertson. Emma May. Yeah. What a cute name. Yeah. So they took those two girls as hostages. Oh, no. Terrible. Lewis Davis, which was the non-criminal mm-hmm. um, who was convinced, remember, mm-hmm. that this was going to be an easy job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was blasted by a shotgun slug just before entering the vehicle, and he was in pretty bad shape. Really? Yeah. So This this sounds like a Western, like a yeah. Western. I can't believe this. Yo, I had to read so many articles just to make sure this was real and this wasn't like made up, and this is a true story. That's why it's so infamous right now. It's like, crazy that you know, it isn't a movie. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, six other civilians were wounded during this massive shootout as well. I can imagine. So as the four began to drive away with the mob of townspeople following close behind them, Mm -hmm. because the mob pursued them, Mm -hmm. um, the thieves started to throw out big-ass roofing nails out the windows to slow down the vehicles (laughs) that were following them. To pop their tires? To pop the tires. But also, they were chasing them on horses, too. Not everybody had a car. There are cars, but there's also horses, a lot of horses. I didn't. So they were throwing roofing nails and stuff to kind of slow down the mob because everybody, like I said, wanted that wanted that five k. You know, everybody selfish. What a selfish freaking time. Yeah, Um, but that wouldn't get them that far because one of their tires was shot out. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, they never filled up the car with gas (laughs) prior to the heist, so they were running on empty. I feel like that's something I would do. I would plan everything so perfectly. And but then you forgot forget the something. one small detail that could get you out of town. Right. Something as crucial <laughs> as gas. Okay. So the crew managed to get to the uh, the edge of town and they attempted to commandeer another vehicle. Oh, no. And this vehicle belonged to a young boy named Woody Harris. Okay. I love these names. These names are great. That's I why I put all the names in there. These names are so good. Yeah. Yeah. I went extra detail with the names because they were so good. They're so good. So Woody gave up his car with ease. And I don't blame him. Uh, you see four guys with guns coming at you. Guns and probably gunshot wounds. Yeah. Like <laughs> right before Christmas. Yeah. I'm not trying to get blasted. No. Yeah. So he gave up the car with ease. 
the robbers start transferring their things uh, from one vehicle to the other, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they realized they couldn't start the car. <laughs> and that's because young Woody gave up the car with ease, but he took the keys with him. Young Woody took the car Super with smart. ease, but took the keys. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the crew had to switch back to the previous car. Okay. Mind you, all this is happening while they're getting shot at by the remaining mob that's chasing them. I can't them. believe this is real. I, I Honestly, I can't. I'm, I know, I'm but dead. it is. They took the two hostages with them again. But at this point, Davis, remember he caught the slug, mm-hmm. was unconscious from oh, that shotgun blast. Yeah. And they left him in the keyless vehicle. Oh. Yeah. I said uh, bye. And yeah. And since they were in such a rush, they accidentally left something else with Davis. Any guesses? The loot? The loot. <laughs> all the money. <laughs> no, they left they all the didn't. money with their with their unconscious no, boy in the car. No, the they didn't. Keyless vehicle. They did. Oh my god. The mob god. found unconscious David and the money. And then the mob ended up temporarily giving up on the chase. I guess they decided that's enough <laughs> violence for the day. We're gonna go ahead and call it a day. We're tired. <laughs> yeah. They ended up returning the money to the bank. No as well they they went through all of that like people were literally killed in this yeah and then the the townspeople they found the, the the unconscious body and they found the money and they took the money back to the bank so the good samaritans uh the crew had stolen what a fucking waste <laughs> yeah the crew had stolen twelve thousand four hundred dollars in cash and Which another is... one hundred and fifty thousand in non-negotiable securities okay so what is that in today's dollars? roughly 2.2 million dollars today wow okay 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 yeah, and when I read this, like you, I was so annoyed. Like, it's 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 frustrating because like not, people not, died. Yeah, and not only did you leave all the money, what you 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 did all this for the money, and then you leave the money, and then you also left your boy behind. Yeah, like it's dirty. It's like, just all around like sloppy, sloppy knuckleheads. knuckleheads yeah. Yes. Davis ended up dying later that night as well. Mm. Yeah, but he was a robber, so whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> The remaining three robbers drove off with the two hostages and ended up turning down into a pasture, but the brush was so thick that they had to ditch the the vehicles and the two girls and continue on foot. So I guess there was like shrubs, cactuses, whatever else like brush that they have in Texas. It was so thick they couldn't drive through it. Okay, so, so the girls were left, thank God. They, they left the cl- the the girls. Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Laverne left, and Emma. Emma May, sorry. Emma May. <laughs> and yeah, they left them and they, they, they continued on foot. Mm-hmm. The next day, so this is Christmas Eve, Marshall, Helms, and Hill sneak back into town. Oh my gosh. And they commandeer another vehicle. This time, they took the driver with them as a hostage. What? Yeah, named Carl Wiley. Uh, they didn't want another situation like uh, old Woody. You know, they didn't want to get yeah. duped with the key. So they're yeah. like, you know what? We're going to take the driver. Woody with was us. smart. Woody was a smart guy. Yeah. So they took Carl Wiley with them. Carl's dad saw the hijacking go down. <laughs> and he rushed <laughs> to shoot the thieves. Wait, so this guy. Wait. Carl's, Carl's dad saw Carl get taken hostage. Yeah, essentially. No. He's like, oh, shit. They're getting my boy. <laughs> no, he pulls no. out. Check this out. He pulls out his gun <laughs> to shoot the robbers. Ended up blasting his son in the arm. Yeah. No, that's terrible. Um, yeah, but this is this is crazy. <clears throat> Shoots his son in the arm, and the uh, the guys end up managing to to get away again. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, take a step back. As a parent, it's a nightmare. 
it's a yeah. literal nightmare as a parent okay. to watch that yeah, happen in not, your eyes. I understand that, but I mean, I, unless I took a shot, it would be a sh- like a perfect shot. If not, like you can't say it'll be a perfect shot. In 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 the in the mix of like something like that happening, like that is a terrible thing to happen to watch your child get taken away. Yeah. Okay. Very scary. Continue. So after hiding out all night, they ended up stealing another car. What? Yeah, and they ended up releasing Carl and his vehicle. Thank God. Yeah, okay. they let him go. Carl, go home. Yeah. Uh, and if you're keeping count, there's been like a million stolen cars in the last two days, right? I can't even keep count. Yeah. So Carl ended up reporting to the authorities that Marshall, Helms, and Hill weren't doing very well. That their injuries and lack of food and horrible weather conditions was getting to them. Mm-hmm. Um, he also let them know where they might be heading. Okay. So uh, that's another thing. Like these guys, like they're sloppy. They, they're sloppy. You let them sloppy go with guys. the car. At least keep them tied up. Leave them in the car and then go. And At let, least <laughs> wait for them to Thank find God him. Carl got away. <laughs> yeah, but like you let Carl go with the car, he's gonna go right to the authorities. Of like what course. Are you... So just after Christmas, the Texas Rangers caught up with the crew who were now in South Bend, which is in Youngstown, Texas, which is only about 50 miles away from Cisco, where this whole robbery went down. <laughs> not even, they didn't, they didn't make go, it far. They didn't make it far. This whole ordeal, everything. They're like 20 minutes south. Exactly. <laughs> and there was another car chase for several miles. Okay? So this is crazy. A car chase back in 1927. Like, I know. Crazy. It's wild. I wonder what speed they were going. It was like a 30, <laughs> 30 mile per a 30 hour. 30 <laughs> mile per hour car chase. You could have like jumped out and kept running and then caught back up and jumped on your car again. Terrible. Okay. So, um, so like I said, there was that car chase for several miles and then the stolen car came to a sudden stop. Marshall Helms and Hill jumped out of the car and took off on foot towards a wooded area. One of the Texas Rangers on pursuit was a seasoned veteran named C.Y. Bradford. Oh, my God. Who was a total badass. You're giving me life with these names. Yeah, these names are awesome. He jumped out of the vehicle and chased these dudes on foot. He pulled out his double-barreled shotgun and (laughs) fired it three times and ended up hitting all three fugitives. No. C.Y. Bradford, a.k.a. Mr. Nevermiss, because all three shots hit all three. (laughs) The first shot dropped Marshall. Dropped him. Boom. Wow. And he was arrested on the spot. Wow. Yeah. Helms and Hill both made it into the woods, but they had C.Y. Bradford on on the tail and they didn't make it very far. Okay. Because like I said, they They were worn out. They were injured. They just got hit again. Mm -hmm. So they were eventually caught. Okay. Wow. What a horrible holiday these guys had. They thought they were making a huge payday. The marshal, you know, was... They, they, yeah. They Marshall very told smart. Davis, oh, this is going to be so easy, blah, blah, blah. They weren't very smart. Davis died. They all got shot. All this they was were hap- sloppy. Sloppy. Super sloppy. Knuckle, definitely knuckleheads in the story. Yeah. So, like, just what a horrible Christmas horrible. these guys had. Horrible. Um, and they all went to trial. Wow. Okay? Yeah. All went to trial. So, check this out. This story gets crazier. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. Helms was identified as the one who killed both cops during the robbery, and he was sentenced to death. No. Yeah. He tried to plead insanity, no. uh, but okay. the jailer shut that down quickly, Yeah. and he got the electric chair in September 6, 1929. 
By the way, the jailer is a person in charge of a jail or the prisoners in it. So that's what a jailer is. Wow. And the death penalty came so quickly after his sentencing. Yeah, it's quick. not like it is today. Like it's, yeah. it's quick. Marshall wow. was also convicted and sentenced to death for the killing of the two cops. Mm-hmm. He pleaded insanity as well. No. Only he was able to convince the jailer that he had gone insane by acting blind, paralyzed, and demented. Shut up. It was even quoted that he seemed helpless as a baby. No. Yeah. He would shit and piss himself and even have to be fed. So clearly a better actor than Helms. (laughs) Okay. Let's just say Marshall would have won the Academy Award with his acting. And Helms put on that Lifetime movie performance. He's- okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. So just 10 days later, Marshall ends up trying to escape. He grabs a gun and shoots Deputy Sheriff Tom Jones. What is up with the people in this town? Yeah. Though? This is so, insane. So Marshall shoots Tom Jones three times in the chest, killing him. What? Yeah. No, this is terrible. But is then pistol whipped and subdued by the jailer. Thank the God. Thank the Lord. Yeah, with the help of his daughter. Okay. <laughs> so the jailer, Pac, his name is Pac Kilborn. His daughter was there? His, yeah, his daughter. I guess it was a family business. What? It was Running like the a jail. bring your daughter to work day type of situation. Or his daughter was a badass with huge forearms and beefy <laughs> arms and was ready to put foot to ass. <laughs> by the way, the, the jailer's name was Pac Kilborn. Another fire name. Killborn? Killborn. No. Born to no, kill. No, you're making these up. I no, can't. No, these are real names. No. Yeah. So so he's subdued. So Marshall's subdued. And if this story isn't crazy enough, it keeps getting more wild. <laughs> when the townspeople find out that Marshall killed Sheriff Tom Jones, oh no. a mob of over a thousand people show up at the jail no. and they are furious. They demand immediate justice. And the jailer, Kilborn, pleads <laughs> with the mob and says, let the law play out. Like, just like, guys, calm yeah, down. Like, justice the, will be served. Right. But the mob was like, no. nah, the hell with that. And they stormed the jail and they dragged Marshall out. No. Yeah. And they stripped him naked. No. They tied a noose around his neck <gasps> and hung him from no! a telephone pole. Carlos, oh my God. In front of thousands of angry people. They hung him. And just to add insult to injury, or in this case, they hung death, him. They actually had to hang him twice because the first time they tried, the rope snapped. No, oh. <laughs> absolutely nuts. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're kidding me. No, that happened. They did a public. They did a public yeah. justice. They hung him right there on a telephone pole. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> As for the remaining crew member, a Robert Hill. He better stay quiet. (laughs) He was given a life sentence. And during his sentence, he actually had three failed prison breaks, which was uh, very common during this time. I guess prison breaks were super easy. Um, But yeah, he had three failed ones, prison breaks. um, And he was eventually pardoned in 1964. Oh, my God. This is like around the time our parents were born. Yeah. Hill changed his name and identity and ended up living a pretty normal life. He eventually died in 1996. Shut. Yeah. Up. It's crazy. The time like just flew, right? In 1996, like wow. Wow. So wait, so how young were they? And 19- they were like very young when they did this. Yeah, it's a good question. I should probably 
1927. Yeah. Well, if he died in 1996, he was probably, I wonder how old he was. Yeah, that's crazy. Probably in their 20s. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, so like he eventually died in 96 and um, yeah. And that's the story of the wow. Santa Claus that bank was, robbery. That was a roller coaster. Insane but story. But it was so Texas. It was like so. Such a Texas. Such a exact. Texas story. Like I would expect nothing less of 1927 Texas. Yeah. These people were going to hold it down for their and town. And the town was like, oh no. Oh hell no. Like yeah. everyone with had their guns. guns. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta look up Cisco, Texas, yeah. 2023. I gotta see what it what does it look like now. I know. Um, and just a little side note, a little fun fact: the Texas the Texas Bankers Association never did pay out the 5K reward money because they were unable to establish whose bullet killed Lewis Davis. Oh. And I wonder why they only uh, had the entire town shooting at them. So it's they never figured out who to give that money to. That's kind of annoying. Now they should split it up between. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of annoying. I mean, people died. Like, come on. So, what do you think about that story? Pretty nuts, I huh? loved it. That was a good one. That was a. Ro- I mean, I hate that people died, but like that was a roller coaster of a story. But I also think it was so telling of the time. That's like a wild, wild west story. Like, that was crazy. I loved it. Insane. It was so good. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked it. That was episode five. Hi of thievery podcast thank you guys for tuning in and staying this far into the podcast remember we're dropping a new episode every monday so make sure you go ahead and listen to that episode don't forget to uh follow us on all follow us on social media on instagram make sure you rate us five stars wherever you're listening from um and if you have any feedback or questions or even story submissions. We want to hear your story submissions. You can send us an email at hello at thieverypodcast.com. But yeah, we drop new episodes every Monday. So we'll see you next Monday. Merry Christmas. Merry Later. Merry Christmas. Bye.